The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us here on Tuesday morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. That's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. And uh, you can catch us there live right on the right side of the page. You can also pick up that live video feed on my Twitter account at FPPTim, FPPTim on Twitter. If you're on Periscope or Twitch, it's Setting Brush Fires. You can also catch us on Facebook at Bradley Dean SOL. Our YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty. Uh, it's we're still in the midst of a 14-day ban for covering Trafalgar Square two weeks in a row. <laughs> so uh, I think that comes off tomorrow. So we're streaming over at Setting Brush Fires on YouTube. Beforeitsnews.com are right there on the front page as well. Thank you to Michael Roach for that, and also DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. And if you're branching out on any other social media outlets such as Spreely Gab, MeWe Minds, and USA.life, head over to Sons of Liberty or Sons of Liberty or Sons of Liberty Media. And then if you want to call in anytime, please stick to the topic. We don't do Chinese buffet on here, but if you want to call in, you got a question or a comment, please give us a call. 215 Top Talk, 215-867-8255. All right, this morning we have a special guest uh, for you, and uh, her name is Dr. Carrie Madej, I've been saying it wrong, and she corrected me on that. And so with that said, we're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff here, uh, from hydrogels to injectable biosensors and the coming vaccine, and maybe a little stuff of what's going on around all that in the political world that's going to be pushed, not only just on America, but it's being pushed throughout the world. So good morning, Dr. Carrie. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. And uh, we appreciate you getting up early for us as well. Um, <laughs> let's let's start off on this because I, I, I told you just before the show, the first time I saw you, um, there was a video that you made. I think that thing pretty much went viral. I don't know what it did with your life as far as your email box and other things that were going on. Uh, but you, you started talking about what you were finding out was in the vaccines that are being uh, talked about now. So let's let's see if we can start right there first. Because that's where, where you came out and you said, okay, there's some stuff. And you seem really, really disturbed over that. You want to tell us about what you had, had dug into and what you found out uh, through your research? 
Sure. Um, I've always been interested in vaccines for a couple decades. And when I was researching uh, this pandemic, the word vaccine popped up almost immediately, which I thought was quite odd, considering that was around February. And um, when I was looking at the vaccine, I was very alarmed because I realized they were using brand new technology in this vaccine, and they weren't talking about it. Um, the, there's really three parts that they uh, propose. One is modified, M, uh, modified messenger RNA, modified DNA. That's, that's one of the two. So that could alter our genome. The other one is um, a digital ID and branding you. And then the third is uh, some nanotechnology, biosensors or hydrogel. So all three were talked about and I was very alarmed. I had previous knowledge of this technology from meetings I attended and research. And because I had this knowledge and I knew the implications and what this could mean for all of us, I had an epiphany one night and I decided to do an impromptu video and that went viral. So yeah, it's, that was very, very concerning. Um, the uh, messenger RNA that's modified, it's synthetic. Also the modified DNA, it's synthetic. It's not from nature. They are proposing to introduce that to into us, our bodies. Um, and the results, we don't really know because they don't have any full studies done on it, but we can make some guesses on what would happen. Uh, we know, one, we can have more cancers. Number two, we can have more mutagenesis. Number three, we can have more autoimmune effects. And we know that autoimmune effects uh, by previous animal studies on these kinds of vaccines showed that once the animals were challenged with the virus after they got the vaccine, they did worse, not better. Um, they actually had a worsened immune response, uh, more mortality, more morbidity, um, it, you know, kind of what we saw with some of the COVID-19 patients where all of a sudden they were in the intensive care unit, they weren't responding. Um, that's kind of what the animal studies showed um, in previous years. So that's my hypothesis of why they skipped the animal trials in this particular COVID-19 vaccine. I think they don't want people to know what could possibly happen to us uh, when we are exposed to a corona kind of virus in the future. Um, so this is very concerning. Um, also with you're messing with the genome. This is, this isn't a joke. This is nothing to take lightly. This is our code. Our genetic code is kind of uh, like a language. You can read it like a binary code or any other language. And one, one little letter taken out, one protein taken out, reinserted, you know, translocated, switched around can be disastrous. We can have hereditary disorders, cancers, again, all these different things can happen. And if it's taken up permanently in the genome, you can pass it on to your children. Um, that's, that's very concerning. The next thing about them messing with the, the genome is that um, when you're putting something synthetic, something not from nature, by the Supreme Court justice ruling, you can then patent that part of the genome, possibly the entire organism. Patenting something means you have owners. That means somebody could possibly own part of your genome or the whole genome or you. And if you copy your genome over and over again, you're copying a patent. That means you could possibly own or owe royalties. Meaning if you have children that's passed down, maybe your family lineage would own, would owe royalties on a patent. 
you think this is too far-fetched, it's not. Uh, Dr. Craig Venter, the, one of the main people of the Human Genome Project, he was talking about this in one of the meetings I went to about um, how they, they thought this was you know, um, okay to do this because they did research and development. And so they should get a, a cut of the pie when they actually have some sort of a, um, a change in the genome of any organism that includes a human. So let's think about that. So we could definitely do some da damage to ourselves. Uh, very, very poor uh, results with that. Also, we could be patented and owned. <laughs> That's not a joke either, right? Um, and then there's the other technology involved. I don't know how much you want me to get involved with the other technology. Yeah, that, I think that's great right there, a good start, because one of the things I thought about when you mentioned this the first time was the issue of what we see with uh, GMOs and stuff. Uh, we've seen it with the soybeans. We've seen them patent their soybeans. And then through cross-pollination, they're getting on other farmers' lands, and then the farmers are pretty much, they become subservient to whoever made the GMOs, uh, which I, I, I say then the farmers should be able to sue them back for saying, well, your stuff is trespassing on my property because they would come back mm -hmm. and pick up the, the seeds so they could replant. And when they did, the guys are coming around, they're threatening to sue them and all this other stuff saying, you've got our seeds. So I don't see that as very far-fetched of what you're saying about ownership and things of that nature. Anyway, I think this is what depraved men want to do in the first place. They They want to control us. And this thing that you've talked about, about changing out parts of our DNA. This is something Bill Gates has spoke about too. And the idea is, I mean, I guess you can kind of sympathize with some of the technology being used for whatever people think would be good. Hey, we're going to try to alleviate this. We're going to try to fix that and this, that, and the other. But always it ends up in the wrong hands of people who will do evil and wicked things with it. And uh, I think it's very concerning when you start, like what you said, messing with the code that we have within us uh, that God has given us as our creator, and we start doing that, what do we expect to happen from that? Uh, even the vaccines themselves, they they contain carcinogenesis, yeah, those things that cause cancer, right? <laughs> they, they, call, they have that anyway, right? <laughs> that is correct. You know, so you were correct in saying that this is the same technology being used for genetically modified organism. It, it, it is transfection. There's different ways to do it, but all of the ways that these companies are suggesting to introduce this into our body is all methods of transfection. Therefore, they are proposing to make us genetically modified. When they're saying they're not, they're absolutely lying. That we are even allowing companies to lie to us and then go forward and still utilize them how unethical is that? And we do know genetically modified organisms are always not healthy. They are sterile. They have shortened lifespans. Um, they have mutants. They have, you know, cancers. We know that. Why would we want to turn ourselves into something like that? Um, and what is the motivation? Well, uh, I, when I went to these uh, scientific meetings, World Congress meetings on this, they said, you know, you know, they, they really thought that they could um, patent some of these genomes, right? And also they would put, they actually told us this, they would put their names, the scientists would put their names into the genome. So that would be their creation. They would, they were bragging about how they patented it and their names would be inside the genome. It's unbelievable. They also said they were putting messages within the genome because it's a language. Now what message? They didn't go into that. 
Um, and Dr. Venter, when he was talking about this, when he first started the, the talk, he made the statement of what is God? God creates. Well, we can create. So we are gods. So that should speak volumes to you about the motive and the intention behind this. We have to understand the people, you know, follow the money, you'll find out the people, right? Yep. And then the people, what, what are the backgrounds? What makes them tick? What are their motivations? Well, this man really believes and in, in being able to create his own kind of population of whatever organism, right? And then he wants to put his name in there. And, you know, he wants to take credit for that. He also, at that time, said he was working with China. Now, understand when you say China, it doesn't mean the government itself, because many companies, particularly U.S. companies, will go to China because they can get away with anything. They don't have to abide by a lot of protocols and regulations. So who knows who he was talking about? Anyway, the people in China, they were up, they were busy at that time, uploading all the genomes that they were taking, they were making libraries of. Then China, the people in China were downloading them for what end, right? So there are being copies and libraries made in, um, in the, sorry, in China by different entities, by different individuals to what end and who is getting this knowledge? What are they doing with it? This is very concerning. They were doing this at least 10 years ago. And if you uh, look at things like, uh, you know, that Regeneron, that drug supposedly uh, President Trump took. Well, if you look at their association, they have association with GlaxoSmithKline. They uh, also say they're very similar with Dr. Craig Venter's project. And they also admit that with the UK people, at least half a million, that they were, uh, they were downloading the genomes of 500, and 500 million, I believe, individuals. Or I'm sorry, I forgot how many, but I don't want you to quote me on that one, but there were many, okay. <laughs> many genomes. All right. All right. Uh, anyway, they were downloading the genomes of these individuals and putting them into a library. Okay. So they were admitting with the Regeneron, with all of this technology, that their intent, what they want to do is accumulate data of our genomes. Okay. They want to make copies and libraries of them. So we need to say, wait, what are we doing here? And there's also a statement been made about, I think it was in UK again, saying that they had the right to take, when they were doing the PCR test, they were actually accumulating data about your genome. So the purpose of the PCR test was to accumulate data about your genome. They actually made a statement in the UK. That's unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, I think one of the ladies who is, she contributes to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. She's a registered nurse, and she had put out um, uh, a piece on the fact that the Human Genome 8 was found within the, I guess, the coronavirus or or COVID-19 or something to that effect, uh, the tissue that they pulled out, that that was in there. Uh, Let's take a call. Somebody's calling in, and I don't have a name here, so we're just going to see what's going on. Uh, Caller, are you there? Hello, Tim. Hey, hello. Hey. Yeah, Tim. Tim is Steve. I, I okay. got a question for the doctor. Doctor, sure. appreciate you being on this this morning. Uh, my question is: um, Are most of the vaccines you're talking about the genetically modified vaccine? Uh, the the recent news with Johnson Johnson, their halt. I think they've got sixty thousand patients that they're testing. They've recently halted that um, trial. I, I'm not sure where they are in their stages. But are most of the uh, vaccines now genetically modified uh, in the trials? Yes, they absolutely are. 
um, overwhelming majority, particularly the ones the U.S. has picked for their their top uh, contenders. And please know this, that this has never been in, in our history has this happened. Under the Emergency Act, we have all the checks and balances, the regulations have gone out the window. The Department of Defense has taken over. We don't, the FDA has even admitted that they don't know everything about these vaccines. They're, they're actually blinded by what's going on in them. So nobody really knows what's going on in the vaccines. It's very scary. We don't have the ability to get the data on it from our own government. Um, it's all in secrecy. And they're using different private contractors um, to do this so that they can bypass the regulations even more. They're not going through the normal channels that we have in our own government. Um, so this is very, very concerning. Where I'm getting my data and information from are directly from the companies themselves, what they will tell us. But what do we really know? There's no independent review board that I can find giving us information like we normally have. So, you know, who knows what's going on? Let's put it that way. All right, Steve, you got you got another question? Uh, no, that, that that's really it. You know, the interesting okay. thing is that, um, you know, Trump, you know, keeps continuing to, to, to press on this uh, pro-vaccine. And those of us that not necessarily, you know, that have taken vaccines in the past and aren't anti-vaccine, it's just this new hybrid of Great. vaccine that's very concerning. So, uh, but I, I appreciate you um your, your, your uh, show this morning, Tim, and, and Dr., you know, so educating uh, all of us out here that uh, really need education. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for the call, Steve. We appreciate you, man. All right, there goes Steve. Sorry about and my dog barking in the background. That's all right. He just wants to be, he just wants to be on the radio, too. That's okay. Um, okay, so it, it, Steve's bringing that up. You're talking about uh, what's going on there as far as this stuff being pushed through. And this is one of the things I've, I've made mention of uh, as far as our Constitution is concerned. There are several things with this I see a problem with. I know you, you won't com- probably comment on this, but I, I don't see the federal government as really having any say-so in all of this. I don't think we authorize them, even for the FDA or any of that other stuff un- under our Constitution. Now the president's declared a state of emergency that's been going on for I don't know how long. He's heading up this Operation Warp Speed, which is to rush this stuff through. He's taking the people and con- people's money unconstitutionally, billions of dollars, to big pharma companies to produce vaccines. And um, and we know that vaccines are can be very harmful to us without all this stuff you're talking about now. There's plenty of uh, evidence. I think it's come out of, of not only the stuff that's in it, but what it's done to people. And there's a there's sort of a slush fund to pay people off quietly who've been damaged or families have lost uh, you know family members uh, to vaccines. So we have that going on. What do you make? You made you made mention of this, uh, Regeneron. What do you make of the whole idea that Trump gets COVID thirty three days before the election kind of deal? I mean, is this even plausible? And now his doctors are saying, well, he can never get it again. I mean, come on. Are we being sold a bill of goods here to push the vaccine where the president doesn't have to show that he gets one or any of this other stuff? What do you what do you make of what's being pushed there? Do you see it as propaganda like I do? I don't want to put words in your mouth. Um, sorry about my dog barking in the background. That's okay. But, uh, actually, Regeneron is very suspicious to me. There's a long history of affiliations between President Trump and you know some of the developers of Regeneron. There's been actually some articles about how he has some vested interest financially with it. So 
um, you know, that is concerning. Also, uh, you know, the doctors making statements about how they can't find any sort of uh, test to say that he is positive for uh, COVID-19 only a few days after he was hospitalized. That's, that's quite odd, too. I don't understand that. Um, Regeneron, when you look at their history, they have a long history with um, different genomics uh, uh, people with, you know, downloading their the genomic libraries. Um, we don't have really any information about this. What I could find is that it is taking a mouse-human hybrid creature, okay? So it's a creature that is part human and part mouse, and they are getting the antibodies from that. We don't even have a full scientific research report for me to even look over everything about it. They're claiming they're taking that. They're also taking, um, you know, some of the human antibodies. Uh, some, t- some of the references will say they're fetal. Some will say they're from, you know, a, an adult. So who knows? They're not giving us the information. It's truly completely experimental. I mean, what sitting president would take an experimental drug like that that doesn't have any data that's released? That's exactly what I thought. I mean, and a, and a part mouse-human hybrid? Come on. Who's going to willingly take that? Well, I, that's, exactly, that's exactly the point. Now, here's, here's something uh, we had come out just a couple of days ago. And, of course, we've, we've, made, we've produced the list. We've got um, the guy who is the, what, the godfather of the vaccine or whatever who's on record. He's, on, he's give a deposition, a video deposition. People can see that at sonslibertymedia.com. And he's come on and said, okay, they're using, obviously – uh, aborted human fetuses, uh, their cells mm-hmm. within some of these things. And then we had this one come out yesterday, or uh, just a couple of days ago uh, where the CDC vaccine excipients list includes African green monkey kidney cells and fibroblast yeah. cells from aborted human fetus. You know, here's the thing. And Go those ahead. monkey cells, just want to let you know, they are usually known to be contaminated with HIV. Mm. Well, and we know that that was... That was not exactly what it's been that we've been led to believe either the HIV issue. Yeah. Oh but, well, yeah, of course. Right, but but the interesting thing here to me is, um, and we've went over it on the show before with uh, with uh, Kate Shimrani, and that is, you know, when you go back in the Old Testament and you read stuff like what God said not to eat and things, and it's very interesting with all of this, the things that they're combining to put in some of these vaccines are the very things God said not to eat. Not to take in your body. Um, she was making mm-hmm. reference to the swine flu um, and the vaccine that's created for that. And then the um, the bird flu. And there are certain birds that were going to be done. She was even coming across, I think, in the U.K., where they were going to be using some kind of uh, fluid from the shark liver. And the scripture says you don't eat the fish that have fins without scales. And so she said it's almost like they're just doing the, the, deliberately the thing that God said not to do, and they're even by, bypassing the, the digestion system. They're just wanting to inject it straight into you. And uh, I wonder if you had any comment about if you see if you can see any parallels of those kinds of things with what they're doing with with the vaccines as well. Oh, I, I definitely agree, agree with Kate on that one. Um, I don't see the reason for using animal cells. They can't give us common sense reason nor scientific reason. Isn't that amazing? They're just using them. Um, if you look, there's all kinds of different animal cell lineage. And usually when they're using cell lines, aborted fetal cells or the animal cells, they're called immortalized cell lines. Immortalized means that they don't die. And then that's another word for cancer. Why would 
they purposely put cancerous cells into our body of any organism. Um, unbelievable. And they, they're trying to tell us that this is really um, good for us. And then most of these vaccines have contaminants in them. They're actually live infections. And recently I've noticed that they're taking those out. They're able to just rewrite what they're doing in the vaccines. Um, you know, one of the uh, NVIC.org actually has uh, on their website something called the Wayback Machine because they're proving that these vaccine manufacturers are changing what's ha- what you can find online. So their ingredient list or their researches that they have, uh, research articles, they actually change the outcome of the research article. They change their ingredient list. If you go on the Wayback Machine, let's say 10 years ago, you'll find the original article, which is completely different, or you'll find the ingredient list, which is different. Isn't that disgusting that we are allowing this to happen? Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, let me let me let me uh, let's let's move on just just a little bit here. And uh, what I'm going to do is because I always get in trouble when I play a video and it's got some kind of background music. <laughs> Somebody wants to tag me for I don't know copyright infringement or something like that. But you've got a thing here, and uh, we were going to talk about uh, hydro gels. And I'm just going to let the video play here. It's about a minute and a half where people who are watching will be able to see it. You want to tell us a little bit about what the the issue with hydrogels is? Yes. Uh, okay. So hydrogel, this came up immediately when I, my, I was doing my research on the vaccines. They want to use this as a substrate for the digital ID that they put under our skin. So this is really just nanotechnology. These are microscopic little robots. They can, they're little tiny pieces and they can come together to form what you're seeing on the screen right now. Figures like, like that. And this is a saline solution in our body's saline. So this is how they could actually be mobilized and get their energy from our saline solution in our own body or blood plasma. So the hydrogels can come together, assemble, disassemble, and reassemble inside of our body. And you see this, and this is frightening, okay? Um, How long would they stay? Indefinitely, maybe forever, right? And my idea was, I also learned about hydrogels that they can actually reproduce on their own. They can multiply on their own. This is frightening. They more and more could be in your body. How much would go through your entire body? I mean, how much would make you part cyborg, right? How much of you would be leftover organic? This is a big question that nobody's answering this. And their excuse for using this is that, oh, this is going to be accepted and not rejected by your body. Okay. And then this, by using this, they could put your vaccine information, your medical history information, give you that digital ID, that digital tattoo to prove that you were vaccinated and also use this for your biosensors. Okay. All of this is being introduced into or proposed to be introduced into the vaccines. So these can actually accumulate data from your body, like your, you know, how many times uh, you're, you know, you're walking or you're having sex or your toothbrushing, or if you're sleeping, your emotions, your menstrual cycle, you name it, they can even your everything about you, right? They accumulate data. These can do that. And then they are actually obviously synthetic. They they um, actually can be used uh, through Wi-Fi to your smart device or another smart device and, and give information there. They can do innumerable things. They also can be used as on-demand drug delivery systems. Bill Gates brags about this. Moderna, his company brags about this, how they can use the same technology and through um, a frequency, like a light frequency, you could then have the substrate underneath there where it would start making your own drug for you, your own vaccine for you. 
you wouldn't take a tablet. You wouldn't get the injection anymore. Your body would make it for you. This is very scary stuff. Who's in control of it? Um, this is why I had to speak up about it. So very, I mean, this goes back into revelation really of how men would seek death and would not find it because how much of this hydrogel, how much of this nanotechnology could be in your body and create something more cyborg than human. And that would possibly be hard to die. Right. I mean, think about the the implications. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. Um, the uh, the thing that you're talking about here about what these things do, and I I forget the lady's name. I always forget her name. Uh, Dana Ashley is what I want to say on YouTube, and she was showing uh, under the microscope some of this nanotechnology that was uh, tied to heart. And with that, it almost looks like just I don't know a bundle of hair that you'd pull out of the shower or something uh that's that's moving around it's not as i guess sophisticated looking as what we saw in the video here but she had that and she was showing how that's even being controlled through heart even places far away uh you know to do things and look i can see how people would bring the technology and say okay we're going to put something in there we're going to do what we're going to do or instead of being invasive with some kind of surgery we're going to do it this way and then we're going to pull it out that might be one thing maybe maybe to do something quick and then it has to come out. But what you're saying is these things have the ability to replicate. They have the ability to do all this. And I got to tell you, I'm reminded in some of the things that you're saying of even the propaganda that's being put out. Um, anybody got, you know, you got kids, you've watched big hero six and the whole thing was nanotechnology and these things coming together to do all this great stuff, so to speak. You know, there's, they have a good purpose in it, but then somebody wants to use it for evil. And I, I can definitely see, um, people using this against any dissidents. I mean, if we got problems sometimes streaming or getting stuff out on a social media platform, you get this kind of stuff in your body. Uh, you know, we had the CIA heart attack guns. You get stuff yeah. like this going on. I mean, they cut the switch Instantly on you. Instantly kill you. Yeah, they cut yeah, the switch on you. it's a kill switch. Yeah. It's a definitely kill switch. And, um, you know, you can make a lot of different substrates in your body. This would be the the building blocks as well as you have organic material. Um, and let's say like they could make it, let's say a venom inside your body. <laughs> uh, imagine that uh, all kinds of neurotoxins and then, you know, or maybe sedate you because you're speaking out against the government or you're speaking out against something uh, antipsychotic. You have no idea. And also these frequencies can be sent in and, actually alter your reality in a way because your thoughts and your memories can be altered by this. It sounds so sci-fi, but we can do it. And that's the problem is that we've been kept in the dark about our bill, our technology and what we can do. So when all of this is being introduced on us on like a, a blitzkrieg, I call it, um, it just seems too fantastical. I, I can't believe it. And that's the whole idea. They want you to believe that there's no way it's possible, but it is. I can tell you that this has been talked about for a very long time. Um, and, you know, and look at the people pushing it. Look at the people pushing it. You know, the individuals, you're going to see the Bill and Melinda Gates so much behind everything. And look at what that family stands for. Look at what they stand for. They stand for depopulation, for eugenics. They also are extremely interested with gene extinction technology, which means going in and use this transfection, you can alter something in the genome where the entire species is exterminated from the planet. They are very proud of that. They work with DARPA on that. Who's to say that this 
vaccine isn't introducing a technology similar to that of doing something where, you know, they want to get rid of extrapolate that to a human, to a race of people, to a nationality of people, because who's to say who's getting this knowledge in their hands because no one's overseeing them. No one's doing the checks and balances. We've lost that with the emergency preparedness act. We've lost that. This is unbelievable and unconscionable. I agree with you that it is. And uh, one of the things that you make mention of DARPA and you make mention of Bill Gates, that's very concerning because, you know, we had the whole idea uh, and, and people tried to blow it off where Donald Trump uh, allegedly defunded uh, or quit funding the World Health Organization, which that that's a paid off joke over there as far as I'm concerned. They're a propaganda outlet as well. But then the money ends up going over to Gavi. Uh, for the vaccinations and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we have Bill Gates working with DARPA, with the Department of Defense, which uh, we had an article out yesterday that said they are making swift progress on that vaccine. Those people who think that the government is there to help and to be your savior, uh, some of the worshipers of the commander in chief. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what to say. Some supporters are not that, but some are. They're definitely that. They're idolaters in it and they need to repent. But We've got this thing you sent the other day. Uh, Profusa awarded $7.5 million DARPA grant to work on implantable biosensors. What is that, and how is that tying into this this hydrogel stuff uh, and maybe even the vaccines? Uh, there's a lot on that. Well, um, so the bio, let, let's go backwards a little bit. In March 26th of 2020, Microsoft, Bill Gates once again, while we're in quarantine, happens to put out an international patent. Most countries are involved. This patent is uh, numbered 060606. And this one is proposing to, they have a diagram and there's a person there and then they're connected with a biosensor in their body. Now the biosensor can be something like the hydrogel. The hydrogel would be used almost in a Wi-Fi way, connect with your smart device, your phone, let's say, And then the phone would accumulate data about your biometrics, the things I told you about before, your breathing, your, the medicines in your body, um, you know, your emotions, your menstrual cycle, sexual activity, everything is accumulated. And then that is wirelessly uh, goes to the cloud, which is 5G, ergo why we need 5G to, you know, accumulate all this data. We need a bigger uh, bandwidth. And then from the 5G that would go to a central server, which is AI. Okay, (laughs) so the AI would ultimately get all of our biometric data and then that would be connected to our cryptocurrency. So no longer would you need cash. No longer would you need your credit cards. Your body would become your money would become our commodities. Who controls that? The AI. (laughs) I mean, you can see the problem in this. You know, if you're not a good human, okay, according to the AI, perhaps some of your cryptocurrency is taken away. If you're the good human, you get more cryptocurrency. And guess who's profiting off that? This is a patent, the Microsoft Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Okay, so you can see you follow the money. You see the same names over and over and over again. Um, You know, also, I think uh, you might have heard me talk about the, the business meeting I went to in Atlanta where they talk about this technology. This is how I found out about it. Um, I went to a business owners meeting and I I was not aware of what they would talk about. I was the only doctor there that I could tell was mostly tech people and and bigger companies only except for one person speaking um, at the podium was a doctor. 
anyway, they, their whole point of the meeting was about using these biosensors to our smartphone and using, utilizing that to change the behavior of a large group of people quickly to make everybody nicer in, in a large area. And then if everybody was nicer, they could uh, get more companies from other countries to come to Atlanta. So they were talking about, let's stop people from lying. Okay, that was their thing. So they would have Can't, all Let me these... ask you something. Can the politicians take that then if it's to cause them to stop lying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There at the meeting, they're talking about they could pick or choose who could get who would get that technology. <laughs> because I was so horrified at the meeting. I said, why are you guys clapping for this? Why would you want this? And they said, soon you'll see. It's us or them. Which side are you on? You want to be on our side. And I said, do you actually think this technology wouldn't be unveiled on you, wouldn't be rolled out on you? I said, you're a fool. Amen. And, you know, the useful idiots, aren't they? They're, they yeah. they get behind it and push it and they think that they're somehow being lifted up. They're being uh, pumped up and things. You know, the Bible says that pride goes before a fall and they think they're doing, yeah. you know, what's right. And the Bible warns about that. There's a way that seems right unto man. The end thereof is death. And they think they're going to get away, but they don't learn anything from history. That's the amazing thing. The thing I'm always amazed at is that the CDC, Center for Disease Control, they're housing all these things. Uh, They do all this study. They didn't stick it somewhere out, I don't know, in like North Dakota somewhere, away from population. They stuck it right in a, a metropolis, which is always a very, when I think about that, that sounds like a stupid thing to do too. Uh, but they're having that. Now they're pushing this out. And you're saying they're wanting to control people in order to bring people to their city. That's really their, that's really the, the objective they're telling people? That's what they're telling business owners why they ah. wanted to unveil this. Okay. Um, and they can make a healthier community by making people more honest. And they gave the example there of how, um, let's say someone was talking on the phone with another person and the person was lying about their location. They said, oh, I'm at the gym when really they were at the bar drinking. So within milliseconds, they said the phone would know that this person was lying. They're really at the bar. And they gave examples of how the phone would know. The phone would know because the blood alcohol content would be measured in the body, would be high. would also know that the, by voice inflection, they said it's a great app, uh, software app that they could tell you're lying. They analyze your voice. Also, there's electrodermal analysis on par with the police station, the polygraph test. It would know that the person's lying. It would know, you know, that they're sedentary instead of being active. It would know their GPS, of course. I mean, all these things are told to us. And they'd say, so the phone would tell the person by some way that they're lying. Then how many times they lie, the accumulation of that would, uh, there would be some negative outcome, like perhaps you wouldn't get a good enough percentage on your home mortgage or other things like that. You wouldn't be have admission somewhere, who knows what. And uh, people were clapping about this. They thought this was great. This, so I want you to know that why I'm saying this is there is a true intent on going forward with something like this. They said Atlanta would be a pilot city and that they wanted their, their timeline was around five or six years, which would be around this, this year right now, 2020. They're a little bit behind, but um, you know, and that people were clapping for this. So there, there you go. You have the intent of using this data of using this kind of technology. You have the patent, you have that intent. You look at the people ready to profit off of it. You look at what else, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates and DARPA, they're really into transhumanism. If you look at their history, merging with AI, 
also they're into gene extinction technology and depopulation. They go on public record stating this. So they want, obviously they want to get rid of a lot of us and then ultimately control the rest of us left and merge us with AI. That is their intent. And if you keep looking for it, you'll find that data over and over again. These are the people in control of us or they want to be in control of us. Yeah, well, and we've, we found out that Bill Gates' dad has already been involved in, as head of Planned Parenthood, the murder of untold numbers of uh, American babies. So they have yeah. no problem with, with taking human life. And the one thing that I always say about Bill Gates and vaccines and things of this nature, he couldn't even keep a virus off your operating system. Uh, the blue screen <laughs> exactly. of death still pops up every once in a while. Why would you want him messing with your body? Uh, and sit, and of course we know his goal, uh, again, you know, the Bible, Jesus spoke about it and he said, you're either going to serve God or you're going to serve money. You can't serve both. You'll love one and hate the other. And Bill Gates is on record. We've, we played that video for the audience where he said that he has invested like $10 billion in vaccines and he gets a 20 is like a 20 time, uh, return on that. So it's billions yeah. and billions of dollars that he stands to make from this. And he doesn't care about helping people. He cares about what kind of money he can get, what kind of uh, power and control that gets him. I think that's very evident. I think it's very telling uh, of, of what you've said there. But it's even more concerning to me uh, that, you've got that you've got that going on and here you are you're a you're a you're a doctor and you can see the information you can see where it's leading to and yet those within our government whether it's at the state level or at a federal level say i don't see anything here all this sounds good to me let's throw billions of the people's money at it unconstitutionally there's no authorization for that let's throw money at it Let's even get the military involved and get them ready to start giving people vaccines, which, again, is unconstitutional use of the military. And we're expected to believe that they're there to make America great again, that they're, they're there for they're doing they have our best interest at heart rather than their own. And uh, you were saying some some ties there with the president uh, to some of these companies. I know that we've seen him put to Jared Kushner, his son-in-law, uh, the to be over this whole COVID track and trace. Are you familiar with, with that program too? And how would, if you are, how would that fit into some of this stuff that we've been talking about? Well, you know, the number of that house bill is what? Six, 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 six. Again, we see that same number come up, right? Was that coincidence? Right. Um, the, the contact tracing though does fit in with these biosensors. Okay. So it goes hand in hand with the zero six, zero six, zero six patent. Um, and you know, that I'm able to find out this data, obviously people in our government can find this out too, and they know about it. So, I mean, if I can find this out and if I was part of a meeting like that, don't tell me that they're not part of meetings as well. So they do know, I think that they're thinking is we want to be on the other side of the coin instead of where all the regular people like us are, right? They want to be on the part where they can control. Um, I think they're, they're taking the wrong stance in that. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty terrible, isn't it? Well, it really is. And there's a, there's another question that I have that goes along with that. And that is the conditioning that we're having. We're obviously having it, we're seeing it in, in films or TV shows. I don't, I don't watch TV, but I, I do watch some, some movies every once in a while. And I made mention of the big hero six, uh, my kid's they actually like that show and stuff, but we um, we we see it in a lot of the movies that are coming out. The injections, 
um, the microchipping and things of this nature that are supposed to not only track people, but they can do these things of, of so-called healing of the bodies and stuff like that. So all of that kind of kind of plays into building a people up. Then we have this scamdemic that comes out, and now you know we have conflicting you know flip flops from CDC, World Health Organization. Oh, healthy people don't need to wear a mask. The next month, healthy people need to wear a mask. This will work, and all of these kinds of things. So people comply, and I'm thinking they are complying out of some kind of fear. Uh, and, and here at the Sons of Liberty, we don't promote the fear. We'll give you the information, but the, the, the reason for giving the information is action. I think the people could stand up if they want to and deal with the criminals pushing these things on us. But sadly, the people are, they just get mad and they go on the social media, oh, you see this is, and we need action against the people who are trying to push this on the population. And we've got to hold our, our representatives accountable for it, too, because if they're involved in it, they're just as corrupt. They have to be dealt with. And our people say, well, what do you do? Well, our Constitution gives the ability for to impeach, to remove from office, and then to charge them. Uh, you know, what you're saying about depopulation, Bill Gates, what he said, uh, if we get the vaccines right, if we get, um, you know, other things in place, we can uh, decrease the population by 10 percent. Well, that sounds sort of counterproductive, don't it? If he's saying we can extend life, but then we're going to depopulate, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense unless his his goal is really not longevity of life, but it is the whole scheme of depopulation. So I think there's a place where people can do things. You're a part of that by giving out some of the information because people can't do anything if they're not educated about what's going on. What do you see as far as um, maybe even some steps that you're taking besides maybe speaking out? Is there anything else that you're doing um, from the information that you have to kind of deal with this, to, to bring it more to light other than interviews? Do you have other things that you've put forth? Um, I'd like to go back to what you're saying about how they contradict each other, the actions okay. and what they say. That's actually a MK Ultra kind of um, you know, mind control thing. People need to re- recognize what they're doing to us. That's, that's you know, purposeful. Um, and uh, yes, we can hold people accountable. So, you know, what we need to do is we can't sue the CDC. We can't sue the World Health Organization. But you can sue the individual people that are pushing whatever propaganda or agenda or protocol that they're telling us that goes against our human rights and goes against our Constitution. You have that right. So you can sue the school board. You can sue... Um, Anybody in the airline industry, like let's say the flight attendant, you know, whatever person at the front desk or whatever, whoever's making you do something that goes against our human rights and our constitution. And I guarantee you, if you see lots of people doing that, flooding the system with all of these, you can do small claims for instance. You don't need a lawyer for that. Hold each individual person accountable for their actions. We will see change. People are hiding behind the guise of, hey, it's not my fault. It's just a protocol. It's just my job. No. No, you are responsible when you are violating human rights. You are responsible when you're violating the Constitution, you individually. And we start doing that, we can start waking people up from this hypnosis that they're under. And they need to start shutting their televisions off because that's a mind control device as well. You know, people are hypnotized by what's going on. We need to help them wake up, right? Um, it's, it's about education and planting the seed. And maybe it's the fifth or sixth person they talk to or the fifth or sixth article that they read that perhaps something will click in them, right? And holding individuals accountable and supporting each other and not being divided and, and all that. Um, October 25th, I'm going to speak at a medical freedom rally in um, 
in uh, Central Florida, Del Big Tree and Richie from Boston and a bunch of other people will be speaking there. And I think just hit the road, we'll do some other speaking engagements, try to speak individually to people and some groups of people. So, I mean, that's what I'm doing. I think that's great. Uh, in fact, uh, one of the things that uh, Dell Bigtree has done, and we've been trying to get him on the show. So if you want to pass him my contact information, <laughs> I sent okay, it to Mike yeah. Adams. I sent it to Mike Adams, and I, he never got uh, – um, Mike said he would pass it on, but I never heard from him. So we'd like to get him on. But I know one of the things he was doing was he was bringing a lawsuit, if I'm not mistaken, because of this Operation Warp Speed to try to push all these vaccines through and, un- and in violation of the law. Uh, of what's there. You made mention of the violation of rights and people suing. Let me make mention of this real quick. I have it pulled up on my phone uh, in case I ever, I haven't run into it just yet. Uh, But if I'm out and somebody wants to press the issue of uh, masks and and such like that, you know, the, the, the law is there, the civil rights act of 1964. And it's not just for, for uh, customers of businesses. It's also for employees in fact, it's uh, Title Seven of HR seventy one fifty two, Section seven hundred three. You know, if you're a Christian, you say, "Look, Psalm ninety one, God protects me even from the perilous pestilence." Right? Uh, then I'm exempt. You you can't force me to wear a mask in your place of business. And if you if you want to do that, uh, there's a lawsuit waiting on you. Um, actually, that's for the employee. That's for the employees that they want to force that on. And then Title Two of HR seventy one fifty two, Section two hundred two, is for customers. And they can sue these these companies. They can sue the individuals who are doing that. And people can say, well, I don't know. I didn't know or whatever. Well, you probably should know before you start enforcing things and becoming a little brown shirt mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to impose your tyranny on people. So I think that's I think that's a good thing. We want to leave people with something that, that they can do rather than just sit back and take it. They can take it to the enemy. Uh, and ultimately we know that's the enemy of our soul, uh, Satan. And so we want to do that. We want to take it to the enemy because um, here at the Sons of Liberty, we have one king, and that's King Jesus, and I believe that he is ruling and reigning from heaven. All of his enemies are going to be subdued one way or the other, and uh, so we want to encourage people to do just that. Are there any, we, we've got about uh, four, four and a half minutes here. Is there anything else you want to add to some of the stuff that you're talking that we've been talking about here? Well, I'd like to say that, you know, look at what they're trying to do initially to us. They're trying to divide and conquer us. So social distancing, mask wearing, um, you know, isolation, lockdowns, et cetera. That shows you what they're afraid of. They are afraid of us being united because united we are strong. And they're very afraid of our spirituality. So, you know, they gave us the answer. What is the solution? Is do exactly what they're afraid of. They're afraid of us coming together. They're afraid of us connecting with their spirituality. So we have strength in that. We have a window of opportunity right now. We need to take it. So support each other. Don't be fighting with each other. Don't adhere to social isolation and lockdowns and mask wearing. Stop that. Shut your TV off. (laughs) And I guarantee you we can turn this thing around. That is our strength. Yeah, that was one of the things that uh, I've put one of those memes or whatever they are on, on social media where the way to get rid of COVID is the guy taking the television and chunking it off the balcony with his family cheering him on. So I, I think that is the case uh, that, that we have to do that. What can we do as far as uh, somebody like a Bill and Melinda Gates um, and their foundation? They're pushing a lot of this stuff. They're working, as far as I'm concerned, it seems to me to be very fascist in working with DARPA and the Department of Defense mm-hmm. with this stuff. 
Can do you have any idea? Have you had some uh, brainstorming with other people about how to deal with them? I mean, the first thing is education, education, education. It's knowledge. Knowledge is power. Most people, in, definitely in the beginning of when I was talking, believed that they were philanthropists and they would fight me tooth and nail about that. And so it's just presenting data and showing them like how in India, over almost 500,000 children were paralyzed or killed by their experimentation with vaccines. They lied to the parents. They did not do informed consent. They told them it was something else than a vaccine that we were giving them. And all of these children were killed or paralyzed or hurt in some way the government of India actually looked into it and said, yes, they are accountable. They're, they were horrified, but they had so much money and so much influence. They were able to get out, out of any repercussions for what they did in India and go back and start experimenting again. Right now in Africa, they're actually, you know, doing research on the poor children and adults there with the biometric ID with MasterCard. <laughs> they're doing the, the, uh, the ID with the cryptocurrency already in these poor people. Um, people need to know what they're actually doing. Okay. Call them out for what they are and who they are and show them. I mean, it's really education on, on our part and believe me, the, the house of cards will fall. I think that's the case. We got to put some light on it. And, uh, when we do that, uh, what we'll find out is it will scatter the cockroaches and we can win the day doing that. Um, (laughs) In closing, and I'm going to let people know, you've sent me a lot of stuff. So what I'm going to do is when we archive the show later on this morning, everybody, there's a lot of information, a lot of articles and other things that uh, Dr. Kerry sent me. So we're going to put that up in the archive with the video and with the podcast. So you guys will be able to go through any of this stuff that you want to go through on your own. And uh, you'll be able to, to educate yourself because that's one of the big things. Once you're educated and you know, then you can act on that. And uh, we appreciate you coming on, getting up early to be with us and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and giving of your time uh, to do that. Uh, do you want to tell people, is there a place where they can find out more about you, where they can follow you or anything like that you want to give out? Um, got my YouTube channel still up. I don't know how, but it's still up under my <laughs> name. And also Twitter and Parlor under my name, Carrie Made. Um, and on Facebook, I have a private hidden group called serendipities group. A lot of people enjoy that. We have great information on there. So if you message me, then I can add you to that group. Um, people from around the world give us information. It's wonderful. And also I've got a website to back me up in case I get deplatformed called serendipitygroup.org. Um, so it's where you can find me. Okay. All right. Uh, Dr. Carrie Madej, we appreciate very much you coming on this morning and spending your time with us and informing us. And uh, boy, <laughs> I'm getting a question late, Joy. Oh, I, can't, I can't ask that question. I'll ask her after we close out the show. Carrie, give me uh, about five or six seconds after we close sure. out the show. And I'll ask the question. And Joy, I'll put the answer to you in the chat. All right. 23 hours to be back. Rotten to the Core Wednesday with Lynn Taylor. See ya.